When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like subscribe follow or anything that you could do to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Because if you subscribe, you are really helping us out, especially for you YouTube subscribers out there. Please subscribe if you watch us on YouTube. It is truly, truly beneficial for us. And if you like our page on Facebook, Lakers Fast Break, that's a big bonus as well. You get the latest notifications on when we go live with our conversations on the Lakers and the NBA. And if you can go ahead and support that, Our great friends at LakersBall.com. I'm sure Joe Soro is lurking around as Ox1947, the realm of LakersBall.com. So go ahead and check them out today and the great conversations they're having on the Lakers, maybe even Kyrie. But you never know on that at LakersBall.com. There's also as well, the conversation is always good at LakerHolics.com. Please go ahead and be part of the conversation today at LakerHolics.com, including... (laughs) Laker Tom's stinging latest article about the lunacy behind the Los Angeles Lakers keeping Russell Westbrook. He minces no words, and you can go ahead and check it out today, along with my good friend, Mr. Jamie Sweet, and his five things articles right there for you. And the best part about it is not just the great articles, but underneath it in the comments where you can see the tit for tat between Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet go miles and miles long, and you can catch that today at lakerholics.com plus our good friends at the hoop heads podcast network and if you can support all that i just love stirring up trouble i'm sorry between you two but you know what yeah what can i say but if you can support all that it is sincerely appreciated very friendly place lakerholics.com you make it sound like it's like where we're, we fight one another well seemingly you do no but... <laughs> all right well you guys are great to everyone else on the site it's just you two seem to go back and forth I mean, listen, I can only entertain so many outlandish trade proposals before I just, that, I, that's it. I, 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 I can't, I can't take it seriously anymore. Like, well, God bless Laker Tom. He loves to see everything through a purple and gold 
tint per se, and I love his trades. Me even too. though they're always very one-sided for the Lakers. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like the Lakers get 14 amazing players and you get Russell Westbrook. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, as we found out earlier today, if you checked out the Low Post podcast, Ugh. Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN has already said that maybe the Lakers did try to go ahead and pitch Russell Westbrook to Indiana, the THT and a first rounder, and it came back up zeros already. So we already are starting to see the true interests around the league and a Russell Westbrook contract this summer, but we'll see what happens there, but we're not going to really talk about Russell Westbrook. We're actually going to be talking about some other things. I know Laker Tom wanted to discuss Russell Westbrook and the proposed trade mentions to Charlotte, but I'll let him go and elaborate that on Sunday when they come back. Him, Joe Soro, and the whole gang comes back on Sunday, but I'm not even going to talk about today about the Lakers coaching staff, which is now seemingly in place with Chris Gent recently hired. They also hired off the bench from the Brooklyn Nets, Jordan Odd. And of course, Phil Handy is the only leftover from the previous staff. Quentin Crawford has checked on out. He was the yep. only one that was supposed to stay on, but he left for a job in Dallas. So our staff is now complete. No Rasheed Wallace. Sorry to tell everybody out there, but it is what it is right there. But we're not even going to talk too much about that. What we have to talk about and what we actually reason why we're on today is about, much to my chagrin, a player who I've talked about as my least favorite player yeah. for many reasons, but a player that has to at least get respect as one of the most talented offensive players when he decides he wants to play out there in the NBA. And that is Kyrie Irving. And here today to talk about Kyrie Irving and the rumors therein. It's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out, like I said before, his five things articles at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet. And Jamie, let me give everybody the rundown, even though in the past 24 hours, Lakers Nation has blown up <laughs> these rumors, which is the reason why we're on today. And the only reason why I'm on today, because Laker Tom and Joe Soros said they wanted nothing to do with this. Pretty much, essentially. Actually, Joe was just kept on laughing. He just, you know, had a laugh track for his answer. But I will say that the reason why we're on today is Sham Sharania of The Athletic reported that the contract negotiations for an extension for Kyrie Irving, who, like Bradley Beal, which I wanted to clarify on the last episode, they both have around a $37 million, <laughs> yeah, cheap, cheap deal, $37 million player option for next year both have that on the table both are looking to get fat extensions both i'm assuming five-year full fat extensions full drive full force you know get that max extension out there for each of them they're both trying to go ahead and negotiate that but they're also keeping their eye out on the rest of the field out there and it seems from what the rumors are saying right now that the brooklyn Nets, surprise surprise after the season they had with kyrie irving their contract negotiations are reportedly at an impasse. And one of the places that Kyrie Irving may have an eye for if he decides to opt out or ask to go ahead and pick up his option and be traded as a part of a sign and trade would be to the Knicks, would be to the Clippers, and the Lakers were also mentioned as well, which blew up. Laker Nation, which has garnered the interest from everybody, as I've seen the numbers from all the other various Laker sites and whatnot. So 
Jamie, you're here as the only man brave enough to talk about this equation on today's program because the rest of our staff has said they don't want any part of it, and probably they're very smart in doing so. But you and I both know this is probably a contract negotiations ploy, which pretty much everybody has stated around. That's probably only the reason why he alluded to that. But why would Lakers fans out there be so interested in Kyrie Irving? Desperation. In a way, you do have to talk about Russell Westbrook, right? Because the only way to get Kyrie here is by trading Russ, unless you're trading AD or LeBron. Well, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Cameron Diaz and something about Mary. Yeah. Just the fascination is there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, this is what overblown expectation that led into full-fledged disappointment breeds. It breeds these kind of like far-flung outland. I mean, first off, you know, depending on how we wind into winter with COVID-19, if Kyrie plays for any of the New York or California teams, he may not be able to play in home games. He may not be able to play in home games because he's unvaccinated and won't won't get vaccinated. That depends on if that, that the mandates stay in place. I, I would be surprised I mean, listen. Let's not let's let's wait for that to happen. But let's just assume for a second that they do. That there's some form of if you're not vaccinated, you can't show up to work without the blah 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 blah. Now you've now you're paying again, like like you said, when he decides to play basketball, he's a good basketball player, probably a great basketball player. But he is not. I mean, people like to talk about Russ being a cancer. Kyrie's, Kyrie's like cancers and tumors all rolled into one man like that guy is a chemistry killer he kills basketball teams with his off the court antics whether it's you know Boston or Brooklyn and the way he just kind of like slunk out of Cleveland you know you could you got you get the sense that that LeBron was on him a lot probably for not putting basketball first, that he wanted to make his movie. And well, isn't that the reason why he left in the first place is so that right. he could get away from LeBron? Exactly. So this is right. Because LeBron was too intense for him. LeBron was too demanding of his time that he had all these extracurricular activities that he thought were just, you know, more fun or more interesting or more engaging or whatever. And, you know, I wouldn't have less of a problem with Kyrie Irving if I thought that the stances that he took actually stood for anything but a whim. You know, but he's like the boy that's cried wolf to me at this point. Like anything that comes out of his mouth, I'm like, no, I I don't buy it. I I don't I don't believe you, you know, from his flat earth. No, I'm just kidding. I was just saying that, you know, all sorts of the list goes on and on and on with that guy. So I can think of almost no worse player we could bring into the situation as it is. People want to say like, oh, you're putting Darvin Ham behind the eight ball by keeping Russ. Russ at least shows up. Russ at least plays hard. And you know that like he cares because he gets pissed. But Kyrie is like, oh yeah, you know, gosh, it's a bummer that they don't let me play basketball. And that's not the truth. The truth is that he's choosing not to play basketball. <laughs> because of how he wants to feel. And so, you know, people can feel how they want to feel, but when you have that kind of exposure, when you're on that kind of a platform, you, you have to take everything that comes with it, good or bad. And I just think that Kyrie is not a serious person. 
and I don't have time for I don't have time for jokes at this point when it comes to the Lakers, you know, and that would just be a joke to me, a bad one at that. So I say no, no, no to Kyrie Irving. I would rather trade for John Wall, who hasn't played in two years. And he just opted in for his $47 million. Oh, they're all opting in. Nobody's, there's no way, there's not enough money out there for Kyrie to test the free agent market unless he wants to go play in OKC. And I don't know that OKC would pay him. They probably would. They need to sell tickets at some point. You know, they have to try to be competitive at some point. They can't just hoard draft picks for forever. So I could see him like playing in, in OKC where there's, there's no vaccine mandate. You know, he could play all the games he wanted. And I'm sure they would be very accommodating. You could do all sorts of stuff in Oklahoma and, and all of this, all the activism he talks about doing, but you don't really see him doing much of, you know, all that he can, he can glad hand and lip service, pay lip service to all that stuff in Oklahoma. But there's not a lot of teams with enough cap space to sign him to the money he's looking for. And I will say this, I mean, whoever doesn't opt in and or opts in with a trade demand will become the highest profile free agent of the summer because right now it tops out at Gary Trent in terms of like guys who don't have a contract and who are or who are expected to opt in. You know, if James Harden doesn't opt in, then of course James Harden becomes the most high profile available free agent. I expect James Harden to opt in. Same on down the line. Everybody with a player option who's over 33, 32, they're opting into these these $30 million, $40 million contracts because you aren't getting that money anywhere else. There is no way you're getting that money anywhere else. And A, partially because of the CBA, CBA, but also this is just a, a down summer for cap space, for teams that have that much cap space. There's teams that are under the cap and have all their spending tools available because they run their teams smarter than we do. But there's not a lot of teams that are just sitting on, you know, nigh on $50 million in cap space. And Kyrie isn't somebody who you clear the decks for because you just can't expect him to take it seriously. You, if you're a GM, you look at how, I mean, he didn't even get vaccinated for playoff games. In regards to that, I, I'm going to say this as I'm seeing New York relax its vaccination requirements. I'm seeing the airlines relax its masking requirements. I have a feeling that LA, by the time that anybody gets on the court, that, the LA and Southern Cal would probably relax it to the point where he would be able to play. He would, would be say, eligible to play. I would say it's possible, if not even probable, but th- that's not my point. My point is that it takes so little for him to decide it's not worth it to show up. That's that true. he needs. I mean, how many, how many team team blessed breaks did he take prior to COVID for, you know, whatever, you know, like, Oh man, you know, there's this, my dog's got a hangnail. I, I need to take two weeks off to make sure my dog. Well, is I think right. this is, is he's played ten seasons, and I think he's averaging about fifty-five games right. a year. And most of those are not due to injury. Most of those miss. Most of those games miss are not due to injury. They're due to his personal choices. And I don't. Con- this is what I'm saying. You want to win? Do you want entertainment? Great. Get Kyrie on the team. You'll have the clickbait team of the year. You'll be on the news. You'll have some high-profile uh, media coverage. But if you want to compete, no. No. Kyrie's not a competitor. He's not a team guy. And from my point of view, I think he's a joke of an NBA player. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You know, if you had the choice, and we, I actually asked you this earlier in our DM messaging back and forth so I could get you convinced you as the only member of the team that would actually go on today to talk about Kyrie Irving. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break along with Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. It's Gerald Glassford right here for you. And the question I pose to you is, would you rather have 80 games of Russell Westbrook now or Kyrie Irving at 50 games? And the reason why it's still hard to decide whether or not is because of how ineffective Russell Westbrook is over the course of 80 games. We see what player he's devolved into at this stage of his career. Unfortunately, it happens to every player. It's just happened to him. We come to realization that his style of game no longer suits today's NBA, unless he's consistent with his layups, at which at various points of the time only happened maybe two or three times a year where he was consistent over a period where he was hitting his layups. Most of the times he was not. And with that, he becomes an even less effective player. You know him on the defensive end as being not very much at all. You see him on as far as the three-point shooting being absolutely horrible as one of the worst statistically ever to go ahead and put up as many attempts. He's, he's the antithesis of what we see with Stephen Curry right now. He is not a part of today's NBA in regards to being a player that can excel in the league. We get that. We, that's a stage of his career. But be that as it may, his play over the course of 80 games, would that be more detrimental to the team than Kyrie Irving at 50? I would still choose Russ. I'd choose Russ for 80 or whatever. Let's say both pick up their one-year I'll, options. I'll tell you why. Because and, and because, they go to the playoffs. In a playoffs. Would, no, I'd choose Russ. I'll tell you okay. why. Because cause, cause Kyrie isn't coming here without an extension, which means it's not really just 50 games. Yeah, It's like three or four years. No. No, 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 no. There is no threshold which will make me go like, yeah, you're right. We need Kyrie Irving. It, it doesn't exist. Well, no. Now, if, if, you want, if you want a seriously competitive team, like I get it that Russ's game has deficiencies, but at least he is a competitor. At least he is driven to succeed in a way that I simply don't believe Kyrie Irving possesses. I think well, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. Sure. Let's say both pick up their their contracts this for the last year, which we know Russell's going to do. And with, you know, if it devolves even further as far as the conversation, the only option that he has left is to go ahead and pick up the last year of his contract that Kyrie Irving does at $37 million. They could actually trade him to the Lakers and he could not have any say otherwise. And he they could trade him to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook's contract 
They both would have expiring contracts. The Lakers don't necessarily have to go ahead and extend him. But the thing is, then the the Nets would get Russell Westbrook, and then you know it would be like, okay, we're just saying out not out now. We would rather have Russell Westbrook than Kyrie, and I don't think that the Brooklyn Nets would want to do that anyways. No, I don't think so either. Or or that it would cost us draft capital. That I don't see the point. No, yeah, I would no, no, no. This is my thing. Uh, Everybody's like, oh, Russ is going to be so detrimental next season. I that may be the case. That may be the case. I still don't put as much blame on Russ as I do as many others do. Like, I'm not trying to defend his play. I'm not trying to defend how he handled the end of the season. I'm not trying to defend him at all. What I'm saying is that from where I'm sitting, the character of the person and the the ability of the player to be impactful to your team in a positive way, I trust Russell Westbrook more than I will ever trust Kyrie Irving. Because I consider Kyrie Irving to be a joke. Well, then <laughs> let me no, ask you there's this. There's no scenario. There's nothing There's nothing about, there's no statistic. There's no, because I'm also of the opinion that there are far worse deals that could be made than simply running the season out with Russ on the books and letting the money simply expire. Not taking bad deals back, not trading draft picks away, just write it out. Darvin Ham is coming into this situation with his eyes wide open. He's not going to be surprised when we keep Russell Westbrook the front office isn't going to be like well look what you did Darvin Ham they're going to be like look we understand this you came into a, a, a dicey situation there wasn't a good deal we're big enough to admit that there's not a good deal to be made you don't just make a deal to make a deal to get rid of somebody and bring in like four years of bad money or like wave and stretch them so that you have a 15 million dollar cap hit for the next three seasons after this one and that none of that makes sense to me in terms of how you should run a basketball team in general. Is it the best we can do for next season? Maybe not. Maybe it's not the best we can do, but it is the best we can do for the health of the organization to simply let Russ's money expire at the end of the season and get back under the cap and get the biannual exception, which comes back to us next season, all the spending tools at their max capacity and have cap space to sign free agents is to me a far more preferable outcome than trading for John Wall, extending Kyrie Irving for two or three seasons at whatever sum, trading for broken down. All of these scenarios where we get like a half a player who's like blown out of knee and an Achilles and has like a gunshot wound to the kidney. Like I can't, I can't entertain these notions. They're just not serious. It's just not serious to me. It's like, why would you do that? At least you have a player who shows up. And like the chances that Russ is that bad two years in a row, I think are low. At the very least, you have a whole season where he and LeBron and AD had built something. The fact that LeBron isn't demanding and AD aren't demanding that they trade Russ, to me, speaks a lot. It means that on some level, everybody's bought into, whether they're admitting it publicly or not, everybody's bought into this idea that they all kind of screwed it up last summer. That nobody is without blame and that, you know, Nixing the, the buddy heel to Sacramento from Sacramento deal was a bad choice. That that would have been the that would have left the Lakers with a lot more room to maneuver this summer and on down the line. We went too big, and you have two choices. You can either double down and lose it all on the river and be like just miserable for three or four more seasons, two or three more seasons, or you can suck it up and say, okay. 
that maybe wasn't the best idea, but let's not double down bad on bad. Bad on bad is bad cubed. It's not just bad plus bad. It's, it's, it's going to magnify on down the line. And if you give up draft picks, how are you going to ever rebuild this team before 2030? Well, the thing I mean, is, again, with Laker Tom, Laker Tom's argument is if you try to go ahead and you're thinking, which me, myself, I'm actually more inclined to do, although I would actually go further and I would seriously reevaluate the, your winning long-term with both LeBron and AD as your one-two to see if that actually works for your combo. But he would argue you would be wasting LeBron James a year of his final, one of the final years of his prime. And I know that you've heard that at, at nauseum, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a just, it's a very just argument that Laker Tom brings to the table when he talks about, that. I would flip that to saying LeBron helped pave that road. Everybody, this is what I'm saying. The fact that there's not like a bit of it, and like, you know, you see on LeBron's, if you follow LeBron on Instagram, you'll see every once in a while, he'll like throw out one of these trade proposals that somebody else has thrown out and, and pose the question, would you want to see this? And I think that that's his way of, you know, this is, I mean, there's a lot of issues with this team right now. One is that there really is no true leadership, but like, I'm much more in favor of the Lakers like taking the bull by the horns and not making a bad deal and saying, that's it. We're not listening to just LeBron anymore. We're not doing what LeBron and AD want solely. Like we have to, there is going to be at some point a world after those guys. And it might be next season. It might be three seasons. It might be two. That is to be determined. All we know is what we can control next season. But what you can plan for is the world where you don't have LeBron. Cause it's not going to be for forever. And if he wants, you know, and again, if they're, listen, if the Lakers, if LeBron doesn't sign an extension and next season is his last, again, the Lakers are one of the prime destinations. The Lakers aren't going to have the problem in spending $70 million in cap space that Indiana would have. Nobody wants to go play in Indiana. Indiana doesn't need $80 million in cap space. They don't need that's that's a ludicrous no, number for them to try to fill with superstars. They're just going to end up with ten, fifteen million dollar role players who are all overpaid and like, whoa, what's the, what the money we're making this season? Like, it's much better, in my opinion. And this is again, it's just my opinion. I'm not some savant. I don't, you know, I could be 100 percent wrong. And maybe Kyrie like turns flips the switch and is like, man, I blew it in Boston. I blew it in Brooklyn. I blew it at the end in Cleveland. I've been blowing it for seven years straight. I gotta get, I gotta get it together here, man. Uh, I don't see that happening, but you know, I would, I would rather suck it up for a season, and hope for better health from AD, better health from LeBron, that Kendrick Nunn can play for half the season at least, and that THT takes and when Reeves take a small step forward. That in and of itself is certainly enough to get us into the playoffs. And then, you know, you know, you never know. You never know what happens after that. There's no team that's a sure-fired winner every, any season that they come into it. I, I, you know, I didn't, I thought that Miami or Milwaukee would be who came out on top of the season. That didn't happen. The, the Warriors were able to be healthy enough and, and motivate enough, and they got enough out of everybody not named Steph Curry to, uh, to down Boston. Boston might and probably should be a favorite to win it all next year because they went through a really – grueling playoffs and probably grew a lot. And I don't like saying that, but you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere anytime soon by just doubling down on bad. So I can, I mean, I, I, and I posted a five things about this 
and, and I have a bet with Laker Tom that Russ starts the season as a Laker, and that will be when I order Tom a crow-shaped cake and have it shipped to him so that you can eat some crow. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Got to take a picture of it. Got to take a picture of oh, it yeah. and, and put it on Lakerholics.com. Oh, yeah. I'll, it'll be uh, – oh, don't worry. So, don't. so let's close out this conversation since we're closing yeah. in on a half hour on this, and I told you we would only want to devote a half hour to this. Yeah, Is that – okay, circling back. Why has there been so much attention given to this? You got all these national outlets, I mean, all these national podcasts, all these Laker-centric podcasts are talking about Kyrie Irving possibly going to the Lakers. Why is there still so much of a fascination about Kyrie Irving? Because it's three days after, it's like a few days after the NBA Finals ended and there's nothing happening for a week. Okay. It's, it's this clickbait summertime. This is These are the dog days where you're, 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 waiting for the draft and then you're waiting for free agency and then you're waiting for camp. You know, uh, it's Kyrie Irving. It's the Lakers. Like that's really all, (laughs) you know, there's only so many teams that have a player that could be traded to Brooklyn that would be traded to Brooklyn for Kyrie. And, you know, it's like the Lakers, Portland, if Dame Lillard demands to be traded, Utah, if Donovan Mitchell demands to be traded, or Utah, if they want to trade Gobert to. Well, if he opts into just the one year, if he opts into just the one year, like Bradley Beal has that option as well, yep. then you could package a deal. I know New York would be salivating at that prospect because they oh, yeah. have enough. They have enough bad contracts that they could pass over to the Nets that the Nets yeah. may be interested enough or may not be interested enough in. And then the Lakers again, they could do a Westbrook trade for straight up. The Clippers, get the Clippers out of there. The Clippers are not that stupid that they would go for it. They have a, now a really nice roster of depth. I really don't think – because it would take four, three or four of their wings. Yeah. Get, no, you'd, or, or, or let's say two of their wings and Reggie Jackson. Yeah. And that's a to, lot of their depth. You'd have to trade Reggie and a couple of guys who are pretty good. Yeah. Because they're not trading George or Kawhi. No, 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 no. You'd want to put Kyrie with those guys for what, for some and, reason. And like, with, with the injury record of those guys, those two yeah. – I would want to keep as much depth as I could on that roster for the Clippers. No, I would take the Clippers out of it. I would, this, I will say this, that if Kyrie, you know, issues some sort of ultimatum, you know, trade me to wherever a Brooklyn is under no, <laughs> they, they, they don't need to do that. They can do whatever they want. They can trade them to, you know, you know, Orlando. <laughs> it's just the fascination that people have with Kyrie. The fact he is, when Kyrie is right on those rare occasions that he is, he is a 50, 40, 90 player. And those yeah. players are hard to find. I agree. Listen, the, I, I'm not saying that the man doesn't have skills, that he's not good at basketball. That's not what I've, I've never said that he's an amazing basketball player. It's not his basketball skills or acumen that I, that I question. It's his heart. It's his integrity in terms of like wanting to compete in a, in a, for, with a room full of dudes for a championship. And like, everybody, Oh, well, he won one once with LeBron. Yeah, but he wasn't who he was at the time. He was still an up-and-comer. And a year later, he bolted. <laughs> a year later, he couldn't take it and wanted to go somewhere where he was, quote-unquote, the man. And then he couldn't take that. And so then he bolted. And he wanted. Even though to... he said he was going to stay at Boston for a long time. He wanted to see his number in the rafters and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's all just BS coming out of his mouth. He just says what – he's one of those people who says what suits the moment and doesn't ever look back. And has no regrets. Uh, how, whatever the ripples or waves or after effects are, it's inconsequential to him. And so, 
the Lakers don't need that right now. The Lakers need people who are committed. And, like, you know, again, Russ is in the gym. Russ is working on his game. I don't know what Kyrie's doing. You know, I don't follow the Nets that well. But I'm just saying that, like, of the two players, Russell Westbrook is serious. Kyrie Irving is not. I You could – you would win the argument is like, well, who's more talented or who's a better, who's a better scorer or who might be a better fit alongside. Who is a better player at this point in time? In Kyrie. Kyrie. But that's, that's not the entire equation that I'm looking at. I'm not just yeah. looking at the best player. I'm looking at both the future and health of, and integrity of the franchise. And frankly, the ability for us to improve after LeBron, I, I don't see the Lakers as ending when LeBron James leaves them. He's a player, a player on the, the best franchise in one of the best franchises in all professional sports. When LeBron leaves, the Lakers will be fine. Unless they mortgage the future, then it's going to be like 2029, 2030 before we're competitive again. And that to me is a far worse crime, a far more egregious mistake than, you know, selling your soul and, and trying to like, Fix fix something with a bad deal, or or you know have a the fifteen million dollar cap hit for the next three seasons is to me just an absurd notion, or even more absurd is we're not gonna. <laughs> I I don't remember who floated this, but Tom was like had grabbed onto this one for a while, like oh well we won't we won't wave and stretch him, we'll just tell him that he's he has to stay home. Well, so we're gonna pay on some, that one for a while, right? So we're gonna pay somebody forty seven million dollars. Well, Houston did it with John Wall. Yeah, but they didn't have any. But they were tanking. They, they were, were tanking. tanking. We're not tanking. That, that 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 that's my point. It's like that's not the late. That's just saying like, well, almost half of our cap space is just in. And you can say like, oh well, like Philly did that with Simmons. Simmons. No, Simmons did that. Yeah. Simmons did that, and I'm still curious to hear how that arbitration rules out because that hasn't come out yet. And that'll be the next thing that shakes the NBA world if they rule in the NBA's favor and say, nah, Ben, you. You were faking it the whole year. You don't. <laughs> You're okay. Well we'll, well, we'll see what happens there, my friend. But it, it, talking about Kyrie Irving, I think we'll cap it at 30 minutes or so. It's been great talking to you, my friend. But the questions are out there. I mean, the, oh, yeah. LA indeed. There you go. Sparks, baby. Sparks. There you go. It's the Sparks right there for you. Let Brittany Griner go. Get, get over it. Move yeah, on. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, the, if the Sparks can let Derek Fisher go, then Russia, yeah, yeah, Russia can let let Brittany Griner go. Indeed, absolutely. It, it, but Sparks fired Fish. He's gone. He's done. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll see what happens there. But Jamie, it's so great to have you back on the show. Your five things article is now available. Your latest one at LakerHolics.com. Please be part of the great conversations, even if just you're there to watch the conversation between Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom. Do it today at Lakerholics.com. My friend, it's great to have you back on the show. Looking forward to having you back on ASAP. Hopefully not to be able to talk about more Kyrie Irving rumors, Ooh. but I don't think this is going to be the end no, no, no. Not of joy. those rumors. Weeks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at least a few more days indeed. But if you have questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Hit us up on the Facebook. Yeah, hit us up on the Facebook, Lakers Fast Break. Please go ahead and go ahead and like that page. You can go ahead and talk to us there. Or I know you YouTube viewers, you guys have been awesome on YouTube. You, uh, you share the love and you share the comments out there. We truly appreciate it. But 
Jamie, I'm going to get you back on whenever you can. Thank you. You know, Laker Tom and Joe Sorrell probably still laughing at the notion that we actually have this podcast today. He is going to come back as well. I am also going to go ahead and have a mock draft with Michael Weisenberg, one of our draft experts. He's going to stop by as well just before the draft. And if anything happens in the NBA draft, the Lakers that you need to know about, be sure and tune in this week because we'll go ahead and report it right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.